If you'd like to listen to Radio Free Brooklyn when you're not in front of your computer, please consider downloading our free mobile app for iPhone and Android available in the App Store for iPhone or the Google Play Store for Android. Please be sure to subscribe to our monthly newsletter for the latest news about new programming and upcoming RFB events. You can sign up at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash newsletter. Listening to Lost and Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. It's time to get embarrassed with us. Hey, happy five years to Radio Free Brooklyn. This is Alon Danziger. I am the sick and twisted mind behind Lost and Rewound, the program of found sounds that were previously unearthed until now. And though we may have stretched the format a bit over the years, we still strive to connect the dots between then and now by listening back with fresh ears to our younger selves. On this week's episode, Rachel Teichman contributes some home movie footage. I do the same. And then the both of us take a crack at reading some of Will Hasty's Chicken Scratch journal entries from high school. So in other words, no guest. But plenty of embarrassing stuff on display regardless. Before we begin, though, a spiel. Not nearly as long as the one I gave when we first went on lockdown 53 days ago here in New York State, but still worth mentioning. I am absolutely not in the rec room this week. I have had it. I made a decent go at it for the past seven weeks. I was allowed to still go to Bushwick since I had and still have access to a car. You know, um, I recalled my initial concern about not being able to provide you with new content every week. And I am grateful that technology has prevailed and that providing you with new content has been happening every week thus far. Um... When I first began on RFB in 2016, I was grateful for a studio to come into, invite co-hosts and guests, and generally have a space to record outside of home. Over these past several weeks, I realized that the rec room, now LNR's otherwise permanent home, just isn't necessary or essential to travel to when I have the proper home recording set up here. It's kind of funny, considering that this is Radio Free Brooklyn's anniversary, And here I am finally doing what I could have been doing this whole entire time. But no mind. We are going to give this a try. And I certainly hope that soon I will be congregated under one roof with my immediate team. But for the time being, I'm not alone at all. I'm in solidarity with everybody else at Radio Free Brooklyn recording from home. Finally, this episode is brought to you in help by Dashi. Radio Free Brooklyn's newest neighbor in Bushwick, specializing in Japanese and Asian comfort foods, and located at 119 Ingram Street, just a few blocks from the Morgan L. Stop. I don't need to tell you that the restaurant industry is hurting a big way right now, uh, but it doesn't hurt to be given the reminder that delicious new tastes are literally only a click away. Check the full Dashi menu online at their website, that's D-A-S-H-I Brooklyn.com. 
get your delivery on with Grubhub, Postmates, or DoorDash, or you can simply stop by Dashi in person and pick up your order while welcoming them to the hood. Tell them RFB sent you, okay? All right, now on with the show. Well, all right. Well, all right, everybody. contributions as alluded to before uh we're going to start with rachel uh you you've been performing in some capacity on video for a very long time friend yeah i mean as we're about to see um as we're about to hear that's true as we're about to hear (laughs) some of my first fully formed sentences had to do with cameras and tapes so let's dive into that let's dive into it right now rachel jump rachel jump rachel jump you're already tired. No. Oh. I want bet that. Rachel, come on. Uh, hey. That that red light is flashing. It's okay. Is it supposed to be flashing? It's because the camera thinks that the tape is almost over. Oh. Do you have a new tape that hasn't been used? Yeah, but I don't think this one is really almost over. Tape. You have to put this on tape. 
Did you put it on tape? Mm-hmm. Now let me get a close-up. A close-up of that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Ready? Now let me get the light on you. Ready? No. Okay, now do it. Very good. It's my camera. Yeah. Oh, okay. I know what to do. Here's tape. Now look around. Move it everywhere. Okay, that's good. I see. What do you see? Dad. Wait! Stop the tape, Dad. I got something more important. That was Jeff's room. Yes. I really wanted to play with the camera, I, and that's like a recurring theme, and I still like playing with cameras. The bouncing that we were hearing before is you both bouncing on Jeff's bed, more or less like a trampoline effect where one person is going to be bouncing and you're not really able to necessarily bounce in unison. Yeah. <laughs> kind of get yeah. I mean, in your bounce. Yeah, um, I, I, I made a lot of sounds because I was two and he was like six, and effectively like double my weight and size. And so it was very difficult uh, with my limited coordination to keep up. I mean, I would say there were at least two or three moments in there where you all were like, you were sort of borderline gonna start crying, but were also sort of no. like peas by the bouncing or am I crazy? No, I was, I, I was definitely not anywhere near crying. I was just having a hard time not falling. Yeah, but you were an otherwise pretty uh, uh, energetic kid i think we have been able to ascertain from other clips and discussions that uh you were very bouncy that's a word for it yeah but i think also <laughs> like this clip does a very good job of displaying the differences between me and my brother because he was very talkative he didn't stop talking for that entire time and i only spoke when i very specifically had something to say, I, I realized because of my age, my words were more limited, but I clearly had language. I just didn't use it all of every waking moment. Sure, you were I mean, selective. Did you, did you notice how vocal he got? He got, he, he, he it like doubled when he, when your father turned the camera on to you. Yeah, that's, that's a recurring theme in all of our home videos. Oh yeah. I think yeah. that's I think that's a, that's I think that's a, that's a You know, kids will always compete for their parents' attention. You know, it's like siblings don't fight when they're together. It's only they fight when their parents arrive. Have you ever heard? Have you guys ever heard that? Yeah, I, I think it, it. I think it's a case of of baby sister syndrome where uh, the older one gets a lot of attention. Yep, I know that. But all of us have had that experience, whether we're the older or the younger, knowing where the attention lies. Will, uh, your younger brother, for example, uh, got a lot more attention than you did uh, in the videos, or at least like you had to try harder to get attention. Yes. 
but that was just because you sounded so so depressed with that response. Oh no, but no, like, no, no, no. Yeah. I'm just saying that I feel like every elder sibling knows that pain. I was very accustomed to it. I was an actor, so my sister having to vie for more attention, I didn't feel like I needed to compete because we were both sort of out out there in our own ways. I found it hilarious that one of the only full sentences I gave in this clip was, I can't reach it. Yeah. <laughs> and that is still very true today. Uh, Rachel seems to be picking up what is a clay sculpture of some kind. No, it was it was it was a metal tin of band-aids with characters Ooh. on it, but I don't remember who the characters were. Oh my god. And that's what I was trying to reach. And it was on top of my brother's dresser. And I was a very, very small two-year-old and I could not reach it. And she and she picks up this thing which clearly looks heavier than her body. You know what I mean? It's not that bad, but like, but like, you know, she clearly is having trouble navigating this thing. And she says, I can't reach it. And her little brother tells her to put it back, and you do. Very lovely. Like that's on you. I, you know, if any of my little two-year-old cousins had been asked by their elder sibling to put it back, it would never have gone to that location. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's what I mean. That like I had I had plenty of language. Like if somebody told me to do something, I would do it. I just wasn't necessarily going to respond in words. What was it was very cute. We have a second uh, part uh, where this is a continuation of the same evening, I suppose. It's very close in time. I don't know that it's the same day. Bye-bye. What's your name? Rachel. What's your middle name? Anna. Oh, you knew it before. On the floor. You knew it on the floor? Yeah. Oh, oh, that. What is that? That. It's a paper clip. No, don't throw a paper clip. Thank you. Uh, all right, well, set the stage for us. So uh, we see what is a sliding brown closet door and little two-year-old Rachel seemingly playing some sort of like little cutesy back and forth look with her father who's holding the camera. And she tries to hide back in the closet and close the door and then opens it up and seems to find a paper clip. And then very sweetly, her father's like, what did you pick up? What did you pick up? And he goes, oh, it's a paper clip. And then Rachel almost ceremoniously sits down and places said paper clip in what I think is his shoe. Yeah. And he goes, 
Thank you, Rachel. You hear me like... Fucking father. You hear me like pause for a second and like start snickering and say you're welcome, which like... <laughs> that is like very representative of my sense of humor. But here's the thing. Even at two and a half years old, I was coming out of the closet. Yeah. I had a feeling that was coming, that was going there. But I, yeah, I, I had to. But I'm curious, though. Uh, I used to love going into closets, be it my yeah. cousins in Long Island or my mom's if I wasn't going to re- uh, receive a punishment later. <laughs> what? How often did we like to... Uh, I guess the word would be ransack our parents' closets and play dress up. I didn't really do that. Well, did you hide in closets? Oh yeah, I would. I would play in closets, but I did. I, did, did you get sucked into Narnia? Only a couple times. Nice. What about you, Will? Only well, once I met the Lion Man, I was in love. But you know, we had a falling out. It was kind of a bad relationship. But then I popped out of the closet and found out that it had only been a second in real time. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. Next time, don't diss the lion's pride, okay? I know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, but seriously, I loved closets. I loved building forts that, like, moved into closets. I loved building, like, tunnel uh, or whatever, pillow tunnels. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, those were the best. I liked how he asked me my middle name and I said, I don't know. Yeah. And then I proceeded to ask what a paperclip was. Like, like that's a hard life being a toddler. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, hey, you've just got an object permanence. Now you got to learn what things are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it could have been much worse things you could have found in there. At least it, I'm true. sure your dad was like, oh, my God, did she find this, that? Or, oh, oh, it's just a paperclip. Oh, okay, God, thank God. No, all that other stuff was in the basement. Oh my god, I am uh, such I am oh. such a juvenile, but like two-year-old Rachel walks out of the closet and goes, Daddy, on all beats. Uh I don't want to think about it. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Let's move on to uh to more <laughs> clips. Uh we have thank you very much for those contributions, Rachel. Uh we're 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 getting to the essence of what makes our show is just playing these clips and allowing ourselves to feel whole again because it's been so long since we've contributed our own i have a, a clip here from my eighth birthday and the reason i picked this is because uh you may or may not know this about me guys mm-hmm. but um you're gay i'm really not funny extremely unfunny like i'm funny when i don't try to be in like classic rowan atkinson style when I am performing without realizing that someone's looking at me is when I do best. I feel you on that. So trying to be a joke teller, trying to be funny back even when I was very young did not work. Um, I seem to recall, I told this joke on another home video and then I was asked to tell a joke and I could only remember that same joke that I thought was hilarious when I was six. And now I'm telling it again <laughs> on another video. This was at a, a bowling alley. I remember we had pizza and I got to take the pin home. Um, and you had to I take had a, the pin home? They, they let me take the pin home. It was an eighth birthday party at the Hobo in Kingston, New York. Uh, nice. This is very special. Oh, hello. 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 Hello.
snippet there uh, featuring our friend Brooks Rocco uh, telling a joke way better than I at eight years at seven years old I should say uh, I'm so sorry to ask this but can you uh, give me a quick retelling of what was said because I'm gonna be honest I caught maybe I, I could I could barely understand what they were saying Rachel could you hear it okay yeah I could hear it but why don't you restate your joke oh yes of course where do you put uh, a birthday cake where in a cake box Baby's first bomb. Exactly. That's precisely. All right, I take it back. I did hear that joke. Yep. No, I wasn't missing anything. It really was just that bad. Okay. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I think okay. it's a flaming joke. Of course, you say it's a flaming joke. Just... <laughs> it was a flaming joke. It's a flaming joke. Just like your birthday candles. Yeah. That was such a special birthday. Let me tell you. I. Yeah. <laughs> it was such a what? No, that is such special a special birthday. birthday. Get, getting the platform special to birthday, be. Special birthday, huh? I'll give you a special birthday. We all get a special birthday. Where do you put the birthday cake? Where? In the cake box. <laughs> Wait. So Wait, here we let's... go. Knock, knock. Who's there? Dishes. Dishes who? Dishes Sean Connery. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Baby yeah. second bomb. Um, yeah, I, I, I really had a hard time when I was a kid, like trying to be funny. The only times I could ever, as I said, be funny was when I was not making a, a, a try of it. I was really not making an effort at all. And, uh, you know, I think I didn't even need to try at all when they asked me what birthday it was. I'm eight and a half. And they're like, no, well, that, that, that's later. How old are you today? And it's like, it's, it is my birthday. It is my birthday. I, I have no way of evidently like answering any question with ease. Not enough. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got it. 
that that sweater game was on point though i had like this oh that was rocking purple yeah yeah i was looking at that sweater um we seemed we were in what is looks like a sort of bowling alley like general party room so it's a white room with a long folding table and there was spread out across it a bunch of children as they are laughing hysterically at each other and clearly having a good time but what was what was the funny boy birthday sweater wearing it was it was a purple sort of like royal purple with lots of thin colorful there you go there you go um and it's very extra you remind me of there's a form of mewtwo and you kind of look like that (laughs) you you think i look like a pokemon You definitely, definitely do a little bit. Holy yeah, shit. you really do. Wasn't there a Pokemon in the first, in the first clip of you when you're with you, your brother? Yeah, it was Eevee. What was it? Eevee. I don't know what Eevee, that is. It's like a, it's like a gazelle meets a bush rat kind of thing. Oh, no, okay. it's a tiny, it's a tiny fox. What would my Pokemon name be? She's a fox. What would your Pokemon name be? It would be, um, Alonafam. Alanafin? Alanafin. Alanafin. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what would yours be, Rage? Um, well, it already exists, but Raichu. Because, like, it sounds like my name. I guess how do you figure out? How do you... How... Willimon? What would mine my... be? Willitree? No. Willitree. Uh, Willitree. I, yeah, I want I want to try something right now. Yes. We're we're when we we're we're, we're going to be hearing some journal entries later, but I wanted to call attention to something that I found on an old journal entry that I had back in college. There's those word name generator type things, right? Mm-hmm. So like I filled out one where it was like your porn star name, uh, your fashion designer name, icon alias. How about your movie star name? So this is the name of your favorite snack food and your grandfather's first name. Um. Oh no, mine's the worst. Dorito David. Yeah, baby. Okay, Dorito David. All right, Will. I've got one of two. It would because it is Italian favorite snack food. It would either be Animal Crackers, um, William, (laughs) or Goldfish William. How do you feel about the Animal Crackers dipped in frosting? I'm I'm all for those. Are you? Sure. I I I was not a fan except in Dunkaroo form where you can mm, dunk it Dunkaroo. yourself. Mm, that's fair. That's fair. Fashion designer name. First word you see on your left and your favorite restaurant. So like I'm looking at uh first I actually the first thing I see is clean well because <laughs> I keep uh some hand sanitizer. Oh my god. So right. mine will be like clean well V spot. <laughs> <laughs> Clean will V spot. I'm a fashion mine, mine would be poster harvest on Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> mine would I mine would be I, I god damn it, I have a lot of ties with favorites. Uh, mine would be um moon queen or uh, moon alta. That's great. So uh, how about Barfly Alias? Last snack food you ate and your favorite alcoholic drink. Pickle Mojito. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Pudding Cider. (laughs) 
Uh, mine would literally be, oh my God, Snickers beer. <laughs> I'm into it. I yeah. would buy that. Hey, can you get put insider another round, please? He's been waiting at the end of the bar all night. I want some special seasonal Snickers beer. It's a Brooklyn specialty. Done. Oh my God, we are we are starting a petition, and we are sending that to Steve Hindy, the owner and founder of Brooklyn Brewery. That's amazing. Let's do that. Okay, I mean, it would uh, be like a stout, but with peanuts. That all right, kind of work. One more. Let's do one more before the break. Detective Alias. Oh, that's going to be tough, actually, now that I think about it. Okay. Wait, no, no. Favorite, favorite baby animal and where you went to high school? That'll be amazing. Okay. Cutest. So favorite means cutest. What do you find the cute to be the cutest baby animal? Well, I'm going to go with a baby otter. So my favorite baby oh. animal and where I went to high school, I would have to be Otter Poughkeepsie Day. Oh. Yeah, I'm on the beat. My name's Otto Poughkeepsie Day. <laughs> elephant Indian Hills. What is it? What was the first word? Elephant. Elephant Indian Hills. But I love kittens. Mm. I was just gonna say, yeah, mine is mine is kittens, uh Sadans. You guys are boring. Kittens. I know. Elephants, but I said elephant. Yeah, no, elephants is a step up. Kittens, come on though. Dude, like, come on. As fuck. A little Have you ever met they a kitten? They are the I've raised a kitten, one. okay? And, <laughs> and the, word, the word kitten also refers to baby bunnies. Therefore, and, it's, a, oh. it's a dual action. It's a dual action baby animal word, and both are correct. All right. Like, other than a box of puppies, what can what can what can like just on instinct create as much joy? I think I'm just a box of kittens. I've I've seen so I, many. That's baby what I'm saying. I'm saying they're cool. Baby hedgehogs. I've seen baby cats. I've seen baby dogs. Look, ferrets. Right. Ferrets are when they are babies called kits. So. Can we just agree that all baby animals are created equal? Yes, we yeah. can. Yeah. We should we should take a quick break, and uh, this quick word from RFB uh, with my voice sounding much better uh, talking okay. about COVID. Um, but it's an important message from Radio Free Brooklyn. You know, it is our five year anniversary this week, right, guys? Really? Yes, really. Cinco de años. So, uh, happy five years to Radio Free Brooklyn. <laughs> and now, a word from us on Lost and Rewound and we'll be back to hear more amazing sounds from our past. Stick around, y'all. embarrassed with us. COVID-19 is disrupting everyone's lives right now and Radio Free Brooklyn is no exception. We want you to know that we have made every effort to ensure the health and well-being of our hosts, staff, and the community at large. We have closed both our studios and canceled live events, but our hosts are still doing their best to continue bringing new original programming by broadcasting live and pre-recording from their home studios, or by selecting the best rebroadcasts of their past shows. With most of our revenue streams evaporated, we need your help. We realize you may be hurting too, but if you can afford a small donation, it would go a long way toward helping us stay on the air. There are three ways you can help. First, you can give a one-time or monthly donation by going to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. There you will find some great t-shirts, mugs, and other swag that we'd like to send you to say thanks. 
You can also use your phone to text RFBGIVE5, that's the number 5, to 44321. It only takes a moment, and you will be able to use your digital wallet for your donation. Finally, if you shop on Amazon, you can go to Amazon.com smile and register Radio Free Brooklyn as a nonprofit you wish to support. When you do, a percentage of your sales will go to RFB, and it will cost you nothing. No donation is too big or too small. Whatever you can afford will make a huge difference. We thank you from the bottom of our hearts and wish all of our listeners health and happiness as we weather this storm together. Hey, welcome back. We're just chilling here, quarantine edition, another version of Lost and Rewound from home, where all three of us are just kicking it at our respective domiciles. We are guestless, but we are uh, filled with uh, with passion. Passion. Yeah. Passion, passion, passion. Will, when you wrote these journal entries, uh, were you filled with passion? Uh, yeah. You can say so. I, I, you could also say that I was very, very stupid. And um, When were these very, written? Very, I was a senior in high school when I wrote these. And okay. if you, this was the summer after senior year, right when I had started working for Warner Brothers for the first time. And I was steered shitless in this like little ingenue in the middle of the world that was totally, uh, I was totally out of my depth. Right. And so if you like some of these entries, there are, there are it, it only, there, these entries aren't that crazy. Just sorry for our audience. I don't want to. I don't want to oversell it. But we have a number of other entries that are just about my hopeless addiction to the people that I met that year. Rachel, um, I believe you are first up to bat with uh, the entry on on le- on the left page, and I got the on right page. Page four, actually. And, and Rachel, if you don't mind, would you read the date as well? Page four, June twenty first, two thousand five. It is considerably easier to write on a board and or that surface than simply holding my hand in the air. Trust me, what a trial and idiotic way to start an entry. I guess it does add a certain amount of personality to an entry, not in the gratitude sense or whatever onto metaphysics, Reality, what is it? All life and our world? Is everything we see, how, smell, touch, and see? All right, so we start with philatus, an idea claimed, I mean term, coined by Orson Scott Card in the Bolt Venicide. A book originally supposed to be named Philatus. Card tried to write the book early in his career, a talky sci-fi exploration story on nature of reality, Arrow Metaphysics. His editor said it was a great idea, but that he wasn't ready to write it. He eventually thought, wouldn't it be awesome to have a great story set? Sorry, the story to be set in the in the Ender's Game universe, and wouldn't it great if Andrew Wigan was the one to take the 
climactic trip, the proved the theory of reality based on the philatus, the true atom, the one thing that makes up everything in the universe. God, I hope this leads to no idea about the tenets of the warriors. P.S. hyphen. Most of this, oh, whatever, I'm watching West Wing and I just saw a great scene, plus I have been laughing at its joltus endlessly. Flodems to be cons. Signed, Call Nan. Oh my god. I didn't want to like correct. I just was so happy to hear you in- intentionally not saying the right words at no, all. No, I no, no. Whenever I said something incorrectly, it's because I had no idea what it was supposed to say. And, and for the record, for the record, Rachel didn't actually screw up the reading in any way, other than mispronunciations of words. Every pause and, oh, sorry, and this comment on that previous thought, that's all written in there, just so you know. <laughs> it felt like like the level of effort that took felt like being in first grade again and like struggling <laughs> to get through a hard book. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I'm so, God, it's so stream of consciousness, guys. Yeah, it, it's like, can you tell that I'm thinking about my thoughts, about my thoughts, about my thoughts, about my thoughts? <laughs> yeah, that was a very like free flow journal entry. No judgment. Yeah. I don't fully follow what you were trying to convey. Also, how do you pronounce Philantis? Philantis. Would you like me? Would you like me to actually read part of this? No, no, it's okay. I'm going to read the next one, and I'm excited because you crossed this out, and I'm not sure why you did. But I, okay, okay, okay. October twenty first, two thousand five. <laughs> I looked up. I saw eyes of hate and scorn and i knew it was meant to be can you believe this what this pretentious creep becky grabbed mark and pulled him away from his quiet shoe lace ponderings what i'm listening no look i hate this she thinks she's so high and mighty she thinks she's so amazing who sarah winslet Becky flapped on her overflinching body. She always seemed a few levels higher than everyone else when it came to analyzing articles. Becky was 19, short, with a little baby fat. She always loved to... Uh, I, I'm going to skip that. Holding feelings against another thing that she could explore and find <laughs> the core of that person. It was her hobby. Unfortunately, it didn't really do much good. She had this maternal instinct. That's why she loved analyzing. She thought she could save them someday. Not that they needed saving, but she liked to think that she could. Uh, okay. So guys, what? So I have a question. Yes, please. Um, this question is for Alon. Why did you censor the phrase, she loved to boing? Is that what it says? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't read it. it no, I wasn't says, that. I, I it didn't actually said she always loved judging. That doesn't say boing. <laughs> so just how to read this, guys, no, 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 I'm sorry, I'm jumping in just to say this. It's just how, the, it's just how this girl, Becky, like, has a savior complex. And I, th- I crossed it out because I was like, 
so this sucks. Is this just self-referential bullshit? Yes, it is. <laughs> Can you read the entry just below that? Yeah, I want to know about this MMRPG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, just read those. Trilogy, an MMRPG with Kid Fight Arms Dealer, College Kids Run, which is the bad title. Uh, and then, the is that Luke's coming <laughs> out thing? Does that say Assassin Shark? It Shark? does. It does. And then the last one is Luke's coming out thing, which was coming about, out thing. Uh, okay. Yeah, which was about my friend I, Luke coming out. I love all of these titles, but yeah. I think my my favorite either has to be College Kids Run, in in parentheses, bad title, or Assassin Sharks. <laughs> that was by the way and it's supposed to be assassin shorts rage my favorite i know i know i know i'm at the as you can see my handwriting is awful but that is an a college kids run was probably my second favorite thing that i made in college was was part of the title bad title because i really want that to be part of the title i wish no that's actually pretty brilliant <laughs> that's what i should that's what i should have titled it because it was just a call it was a kid's high school movie is basically what it was Thank you very much for contributing uh, those writings, Will. That was very entertaining. I think the takeaway here is next time what you have to look forward to will be truly embarrassing. Let's end the show on a high note. Uh, it was Mother's Day recently, and uh, though um, my mother uh, would probably not appreciate me playing this, the good news is this is the radio, so her face can't be seen. We had uh, purchased a new video camera a camcorder we had never had a camcorder actually come to think of it up until this particular moment and we got it specifically for mother's day and had it for then on from uh, you know going into well now because i still have it <laughs> i managed to hold on to it in all the videos that i uh, came from still it. have a quarter of a cam uh, it, it's I forget it's like a Sony handheld, but and like the screen comes out and it, right. it was brand spanking new in 1999. So this Who is a, love a Sony handheld. You're gonna love more than a Sony handheld after this, babe. Let me tell you. Um, this is Mother's Day, 1999. Ow! All right, we're going to get you on. Okay. 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 We're going to mosey on into this room where it's very dark. And we're going to, uh, and we're going to see what's going on here. And what do we have here? We have... And Elon's sleeping! Oh, it's, uh, and he's being photographed forever! Oh, uh, there see. he goes. Oh, uh, let's see. Where is this guy? Yeah, there he is. Alright. And there we we're now zooming in on that put. Oh, okay, go from there. There he is. There he is, the puss. Look at the fuzz. Okay, we can we can zoom in on his. Oh, under his nose. <laughs> 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 Yeah, right. Look at yourself here. You're being recorded now as we speak for posterity. 
We'll have we'll have a picture of this. And you know, watch. Come on, check out this the screen. I saw it. No, no, you, you won't see this. This is really cool. What? Just watch the screen. Watch the screen. Watching the screen. You watching the screen? Oh, this thing will go further and further. This is really Dad, Dad, do you have any of the, uh, what? The special features here? Might change the look Hold on. Special no. features? <laughs> <laughs> there are lots of specialty features. takeaway for that entire clip is just Wayne's World style. Extreme close-up! Whoa! <laughs> I think my takeaway was or is hashtag 90s moms trying to use a video camera. <laughs> well, that was not my mom, I don't think. I think my dad was holding it and he was playing around with it. And then, like, my mom was trying to get me up and I would, re I was refusing to wake up. Yeah, why did they? Why why were they trying to, uh, you know, bust into your space like that? I mean, I don't know. It was very unusual. It seems like, it, it seems like they were just having fun using the video camera. And like for our audience, everybody, our opening shot is Elon undercovers, clearly much younger, and not wearing a shirt, pulling the covers. Clearly over. much younger. Yes, that, yeah. that's the point of this. You know, normally. Yeah, you <laughs> no, had I mean, you no. had a very like teenagery vibe going on. Oh yeah. Oh, did. And we uh, yeah, zoom in, extreme close-up on his nostril. And yeah, the, and, and they and started laughing at you. Lose it. They yeah. were like laughing at you. Yeah, this is this is how my family treated me. They like we get a video camera. I'm a I'm a you know I'm a teenager. I'm 16 years old. I'm just like trying to sleep in. And it's Saturday. It's Mother's Day or Sunday. What am I talking about? It's Mother's Day. So Mother's Day is always Sunday. Alon, damn it. But no, right? It's always Sunday. 
Yeah, it's always on a flaming Sunday. It's always on a flaming Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so they they were they they were waking me up and they were totally like cramping my style. And I wasn't gonna get up around my mom <laughs> and my dad and my sister because as you heard there, morning wood fairy. Morning what? You didn't hear that part? Morning what did they wood fairy. All right, for our audience and to Elon, if there was any reference to you having a boner waking up in the morning, I missed that completely. Yeah, I, I did it, not I hear called that. It, I, well, because you're not seeing it, obviously, because I have it under the covers. But, like, well, they're trying they to make you... they called you out on it? Well, I was like, 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 they're like, come on along, get up. I'm like, I have boxers on. Like, maybe I, like, I'm half naked. Like, why would I be getting up? That's embarrassing and mortifying. And also, like, I have a boner. I'm not getting up right away. Get you the fuck told out of your here. Parents, you effectively told your parents that you had a boner. <laughs> that's right. Hey, you know, I'm not judging. I'm just saying, that, like, that takes guts. Yeah, dude. Hey man, yeah, you're dude. a teenage boy. You can't help it, dude. As my fa- best West Wing quote ever. The, it was some sort of like, you know, Christian right wing guy goes, These studies have shown that the average 13 year old, when he looks at pornography, his thoughts will turn to thoughts of lust. <laughs> and to which, to which the communications director responds, the average thirteen-year-old, if he looks at a lug wrench, his mind will turn to thoughts of lust. I like the part where I'm like, if I had enough energy, I would, in an evil voice, be like, "Next time, I'll get you for this." Nice. <laughs> uh, but the thing is that they, before this was captured, they did the same thing to my sister, and then they got her up like very rudely and then proceeded to do the same thing with me and my sister like even like tried to open up the blanket on me and it was really well the way that um the way that my parents used to wake up my brother was in the same time period as as the clips in the earlier part of this episode that time frame um a parent would lift me onto my brother on top of him and that's how they would wake him up by just having like a squirming oh. toddler crawling all over oh him. Oh my god, that works! That definitely works. And, and screaming, "Desi, get up!" Did that, that happen to you? Awesome. Did, did 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 your brother have to like torment you to get up, Will? Oh, are you kidding? No, no, no. I was. Um... He just always had energy. He never slept. I, I mean, kind of. Like I was. Like I was for. Like I. I loved getting up in the morning. I really. I, I didn't love it. Wow. Like, no, no, no. When I got into high school, I hated every fucking minute of it because I had to get up at 4.45 to go to practice. And so, like, when I could sleep, I slept. But um, my favorite memories are when I was a little kid and Dad would come in and wake me up in the morning or Doreen would come in and wake me up in the morning. And it was really, really easy because I would just feel those are uh, more than any other memory in my life. Those are the most palpable of I feel warm, I feel safe, and I know these people love me. And those are cherished. When I was woken up in the morning, I wanted everyone to die. <laughs> that was basically how I felt in that moment. I, like, yeah. I, I couldn't think of a more like palpably mortified moment than like being recorded on video half naked, <laughs> like in the like as soon as I'm waking up. Like that was like the most vulnerable I could possibly be. I mean, for one teenager, would that not just be horrified? Like, what? Like, if somebody walks in with a camera, that's a substantively different experience than like somebody waking you up in the morning. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. When I watched this video, it really made me circling back to you know Mother's Day and my family all being together except for me, and I really I miss them a ton. I I, I assume that you guys got to uh, wish your moms 
uh, a happy Mother's Day. I know, Will, you said that you uh, spent some time with her and your dad uh, over the weekend. I am regretful, and I'm happy that we didn't, but I wish we had hugged. I, did, I saw my parents for, for, for basically a day, and we never physically touched. And, it, and honestly, I didn't think that would bother me as much as it did. Rachel, how was your mom on Mother's Day? Do you got a chance to speak to her for a bit? Yeah, I called my mom. I called my grandma. Yeah. My grandma always knows just what to say to silence a room. And I was like, I was like, Grandma, have you ever seen anything like this before? Like, re- like referring to the quarantine. And she's like, no. But I remember when I was nine or ten years old during World War II and we had to ration everything. That's and I'm weird. like, I'm like, you know what? That's a showstopper. Yep. It's like, honey, you don't know shit. You know <laughs> I want to meet your grandmother someday. She is the best. We got to get her on the show. Please, God, get her on the show. <laughs> We, we got to wrap up, actually, uh, for this week. We're uh, just about out of time. Before uh, we go, I first want to thank both of you, Rachel and Will, for contributing uh, both uh, footage of the video and of the written word. Thank you. Thank you, Elon. My thanks again to Will and Rachel for keeping me company again on this go-around. If you want to listen to any of our past episodes, you can check Lost and Rewound out on Apple Podcasts or visit us at soundcloud.com slash lostandrewound. Our main site is, of course, radiofreebrooklyn.org slash LAR, where in the megaphone player below our profile information contains all of our RFB content to hear with a mere click of the button. Like that. Perhaps you were also inspired by something you heard this hour. If that is the case, reach out. Lost and Rewound at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org and we are always accepting new submissions from potential guests. Be fearless and show us what you got right here on the one, the only, Radio Free Brooklyn! My name is Alon, telling you to wash your hands, wear a mask, and for God's sake, stay resilient. Bye-bye. Favorite spice. spice. Wait, curry is not really a spice. Are we counting curry as? Wait a second. Wait a second. This is this is discriminatory because.
you assume that a graduate student goes on vacation. My favorite um, vacation spot is a staycation, so my apartment. Um, <laughs> what was your last vacation <laughs> spot? Not your favorite vacation spot. Uh, fair. <laughs> Yo, my name is Coriander Home. Oh my god, Rach. How do I pick a favorite spice? How am I You're asking the cook? I mean, different spices go with different things. Are we counting curry as a spice? Is that even no. sacrilege? Is Absolutely sacrilege? not. So just pick one. <laughs> um, uh, wait, names of the spices. Uh, rosemary, cardamom, uh, thyme, cayenne. Uh, uh, lightning uh, round, lightning round. Uh, come on, uh, uh, basil, um, okay, uh, okay. pepper. Basil Paris. Yeah. Oh my God, Paris! Wow, mine is the waspiest thing I could possibly pick. Is it? Is it? Wait, let me guess. Let me guess. Do it. Do is it. it salt Cape Cod? Worse. Oh, worse. <laughs> Rosemary East Hampton. Oh my God. <laughs>